Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib. It's the 5th of April. It's Monday night. I'm glad that you're here to listen. Whatever time of day and whatever day it is that you're choosing to download and listen, I do appreciate uh, that you do that. Thank you so much. Please let your friends know about the podcast if you like it. Uh, and share it if you do also. You know, I do appreciate comments. You know, feedback is uh, very important for improvement. Um, This podcasting thing is not a medium that I'm particularly comfortable in. I prefer to be writing all of this out, but I've been told that this is the way that we do things now. And so here we are. So where do we start today? Well, let's talk about the big lie, shall we? And of course, the big lie is Chairman Joe advancing the idea that Georgia's voter integrity law is Jim Crow on steroids, or as he originally stated it, Jim Eagle in his press conference for some idiotic reason. Um, This lie... is, well, it's a lie. Um, He was given um, the Liar Liar Pants on Fire Award by the Washington Post fact checkers um, as far as his description of this Voter Integrity Act. But funny that all the media, with the exception of um, Fox and One American News and and uh, uh, Newsmax and, you know, talk radio. You're not going to hear that. Washington Post doesn't, probably didn't put on the front page above the fold headline, Chairman Joe receives liar, liar, pants on fire for uh, voter voter, uh, law comments, which is too bad. Because, you know, all during the time between the election and and uh, Chairman Joe becoming president, um, all we heard nonstop was about the, the Trumpian lie regarding the election and how Trump won the election and how Trump said he won it and he's going to prove that he won it. And I would say this, and I'm not going to say any more about it probably. Well, I will, I undoubtedly, but not on this podcast. State laws were not followed. I'm not claiming fraud, but we've gone through this before on the lib, so that's why we're just going to send it off to, to the Netherland here. While Trump claimed fraud, I would say the fraud was done on behalf of governments, just like when government steals money from you to give to somebody else. Making theft legal doesn't change the fact that it's still theft. So, moving on. Um, This lie is a lie on every surface of it. You can't turn it over and say, well, it's sort of true. There is no truth to it whatsoever. And the media is 
trumpeting the lie. So this is what if this is what it would have looked like if Trump had been a friend of the media, you know, and 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 they were trumpeting that he won. This is what it would have looked like is how the Georgia Voter uh, Integrity Act is being handled by the press. Oh no, it's horrible, it's horrible because the president said it was horrible. Just like the president said, oh, well, no, no, I really won. Well, yeah. See, this is a huge lie, and it's being completely supported by the media. Even though a fact checker at one of their major sources, the Washington Post, gave it a liar, liar, pants on fire award. But this has so much more reach than just this. I mean, Georgia's getting creamed. Uh, by corporations and all these other people, uh, Major League Baseball has said that they're they they're pulling their um, whatever it is they're pulling out the uh, All Star game out of Atlanta. You know this is supposed to be a big deal year for celebrate Hank Aaron. You know you know who just recently passed away. You know who's the last um, he was the pre Royd. Um, home run king. Of course, you know, we still go back to Babe Ruth, who the year that he hit 60 home runs hit more than the entire American League except for the Yankees combined. Um, so just point of reference there. But this is a huge lie. So baseball. Um Major League Baseball, the uh, they pull out the uh, All Star Game out. They uh, and so one of the you know because of the so so restrictions. So let's talk about some of those restrictions. Um, one of the restrictions, heavy heavy restriction, is they expanded early voting. I believe it's seventeen days in Georgia. Um, with expanded voting on Sunday and on Saturdays before, leading up to the election. Now, for the record, the Lib uh, believes that early voting is a crock of crap and that absentee voting, unless you are confined to a facility or you are out of county, on the day of the election, um, there should not be any absentee ballot voting. So the that's what the, the position of the lib is. But, so 17 days. Well, here, I just went on, um, just went in and just checked to see how many different states, blue states, I didn't look at the red states, could care less about them. How many blue states had more restrictive laws when it comes to voter uh, early voting than Georgia? Delaware, Chairman Joe's home state. Washington, D.C., Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, New Mexico, Wisconsin. Now, for mail-in states, um, Colorado and Hawaii, 
which are mail-in ballot states, uh, you have less time than you have in Georgia for your uh, bogus uh, mail-in ballot. When I say bogus, of course, it's just because I don't believe in mail-in balloting. Now, Colorado, interesting point there. Less than 17 days for in-person voting, if that's how you choose to vote. The reason I mention that is because Major League Baseball announced that they're moving the All-Star game to Denver. Do you know what else um, Colorado has if you vote in person? Voter ID. (gasps) What? So, could you say the Major League Baseball is racist? I mean, here they pull pull out of one of the largest uh, minority cities in the country, Atlanta. And they take the baseball game and all the money that goes with it. And they're pr- dropping it down into a, a uh, predominantly, well, I don't know what the ethnic and racial makeup is of it, but I guarantee it's not Atlanta. In Denver, symbolism. How about that? But see, this is the big lie. And this is what really bothers me is is that this lie is is out there. Whether people know it or not, I I can't I can't answer for them individually. I cannot imagine that the president's staff doesn't know that this is a lie. But they also know that the media are just going to parrot whatever they say and that nobody's going to catch them on it. Although they are now spinning their wheels and they're trying to... uh, you know, now you're talking about money, and you're talking about money in a county that went to Biden. It's not our fault that Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta. We had nothing to do with that, said Jim Crow on steroids, Chairman Joe. You know what? Maybe it's wrong to defend corporations. Um, you know, the whole model of defending corporations is, you know, perhaps perhaps that's not the way to go. After all, look at how they kowtow to China. We're going to take a break and then we'll be right back. And we're back here at the Lib. Um, if any of you remember back in the days of Dan Rather at CBS, um, back when people, I mean, Dan Rather really kind of led the charge for why we shouldn't trust, uh, network news because of a, a quickly exposed hit piece that they tried to do on George W. Bush. You know, using stuff that, with uh, hypertext in it uh, that was supposed to have originated back in the uh, um, early 1970s. 
Um, boy, that rather is a piece of work. Anyway, um, CBS is now catching some heat, surprisingly, surprisingly enough, from other, um, well, from a few Democrats, and probably likely even some other than conservative media sources for the hatchet job they did on uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Uh, it's in regards to his rollout of the vaccine. They they uh, they did a Q&A with Governor DeSantis. He gave a very detailed answer. They edited out the details and made it look like um, giving Publix, which is, if you're not familiar with Florida, Publix is a, a, a grocery store chain uh, down there. Uh, giving Publix a sweetheart deal for uh, COVID immunization or vaccine distribution because of a donation that Publix made to uh, Governor DeSantis' campaign. They edited out everything that went along with why they did what they did. And this has got a lot of people really upset. And the fact that CBS would actually go and do this, I mean, yeah, I know it's the, the network of Dan Rather. Um, so, so I understand that they are capable of some pretty low stuff. Um, but this, is, this really is despicable. And I think that the only reason that they're trying to do it is because the media to this day is still... They can't stand the fact that Florida did not do the full lockdown and still has very, very favorable statistics compared to New York, you know, because their, their uh, poster boy, uh, Don Cuomo up there, um, uh, who did a horrible job, you know, and DeSantis makes him look like it looks like he did a terrible job. Which he did. And so I think that they're worried that DeSantis could actually be a, a, a very more than capable uh, presidential candidate in 2024. We'll just have to see on that. But I, to me, I think that that is really just, I, you know, I don't even understand why. The media does things like that, but it's no surprise. Um, as it turns out, uh, uh, Joe Manchin, uh, senator from West Virginia, technically is a Democrat, and we'll see how whether or not he decides to to um, hold that hold uh, hold the line that he's talking right now. Um, uh, little Chucky Schumer, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, has said he's going to run um, the uh, infrastructure bill, which is about 30% infrastructure and 70% Green New Deal. Um, think Solyndra. Remember Solyndra? You know, and all that money that the government was on the hook for. Um, uh, because of corporate... The corporate income tax is too high. 
uh, for for Senator Manchin, and he says he's not the only one. And so while Chairman Joe is trying to woo some Republicans over, he's got uh, he's got his own problems. Um, and I mean, as far as party wise, with the Democrats. Um, getting his infrastructure slant Green New Deal bill through. They're trying to do everything they can as fast as they can because they know they really only have this year. Because as soon as we hit um, December, um, everything starts working towards the election of 2022. And so if it's not done by then, then chances are it's not going to get done. But speaking of, of the, the corporate tax rate, you've got uh, uh, Janet Yellen, who's the, the Treasury Secretary. She's out there trying to uh, work on the world to get the world to establish a global corporate tax rate so as to Well, I don't know, because they, <laughs> according to the Biden people, the putting the tax rate at 28% is not going to be that big of a deal. But if it's not that big of a deal, why are they going to world leaders into the UN to try to establish to the G20, I'm sorry, not the UN, but to the G20, uh, um, why are they trying to go to this group and establish a A, a, a corporate tax rate globally. And the reason why is because they know what's going to happen when they raise the corporate tax rate. Corporations are going to go and they're going to find a place where they can do business and pay the least amount of taxes because that's what corporations do. The better thing, of course, would be to just get rid of corporate tax altogether. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, the energy secretary for uh, uh, Chairman Joe, in, in a weak moment of honesty, admitted to Jake Tapper that they're going to, that everybody's going to feel the pinch of taxes, of tax increases, regardless of what um, Chairman Joe says about no one receive, no one earning less than $400,000 a year. We all know that's a lie, just like when uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama was inaugurated. He said no one less than 250000 would uh, see a tax increase, and that was a lie then. This is a lie now. They're talking about gas taxes. They're talking about a mileage tax. And personally, uh, if you can figure out a way to do a mileage tax without some sort of a, a, a GPS tracker, yes, I know, your phone can track you, if, if they, but they have to be able to want to do that. But, this, but if they're tracking your mileage... 
this would be by definition a a government interest in doing this. So if they can figure out a way to do that, and so that when you register your car every year or whatever, that you just register by your mileage. And you eliminate the gas tax, except for my guess is that they have no intention of eliminating gas tax. They just plan on adding a per mile, if they can figure it out, a per mile tax onto it. How about that? Um, I mentioned, uh, um, I've mentioned previously uh, Coniglia v. Strom, the Supreme Court case regarding uh, the Fourth Amendment. I think that this one has been sliding under the radar, and but that there might be a lot of the smoke that's out and about is to keep that thing out of the news because it is bad news for the Bill of Rights. It's bad news for civil rights. And I want to just talk a few minutes about that, and then we're going to call it good. Um, yesterday, um, in the General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, President Dallin H. Oaks gave a magnificent discourse on the Constitution of the United States. He uh, explained how... It was an inspired document, not every single word, and that many of the amendments are inspired. But he also mentioned that not all Supreme Court rulings obviously are. Um, and he went further to talk about how we should not critique people necessarily because of their party. In fact, we should go further and 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 we should be active in politics it was very it was a very tight rope of a speech because the the uh the restored church does not take uh, a partisan position they will occasionally speak out on issues of uh, morality um, but they rarely, they do not speak out on partisan uh, politics. And this is something that the Lib has been very careful to do, uh, since for sure since I started podcasting, uh, and I started working on it while I was blogging, is I'm not going to do what the left has done to me. According to people on the left, it's the Trump voter, which I was not in 2020, but I was in 2016, and I have advocated a lot for Trump simply because of all the misinformation out there. Deplorable, despicable, clinging to their guns and to their God, racist, Nazi, white supremacist, Hitler, 
I'm not talking about calling President Trump that, although they did. But many people on the left referred to those who supported President Trump in that way. Just like that, by the way, just like they did those who supported George W. Bush. Just like they did those who supported Romney. And I thought very, very briefly at the very beginning as to whether or not I should identify those who supported Chairman Joe as sexual predators because that's what he is. Or at least creepy Joe. Creepy Chairman Joe. And I tossed that around. Ultimately, I decided I was not going to sink to that level. And so while people can accuse me of being all sorts of things, and they have, I am not going to tar supporters of a candidate with the same brush that I might tar that candidate. It's not fair. Best case scenario is they're misinformed. Worst cases are being disingenuous or they're being willfully blinded. They don't want to see the truth. And so I give them that benefit of the doubt. Not the candidate or the representative, by the way. They swear an oath to the Constitution. If we don't have a rule of law, then we have nothing. And this is the problem which the Lib has argued from the almost the beginning of the Lib, certainly the beginning of the podcast. There are too many laws. And when you have too many laws, you have no law. Where they pick and choose which Supreme Court precedent you like, because it's, you, you don't really care about what the Constitution says. You just care about what you can get away with. And it's bipartisan, I'll admit that. During my civil rights class, I did have my eyes open on some of Scalia's writings. And while I don't disagree with many of them, I did disagree with a few of them after getting, digging down into the cases. It's the law that should be supreme, but with the law being so convoluted, with the law being so complex that nobody can even know the law from top to bottom. Then we cease to have the rule of law. 
and we have the rule of men. Sadly, I worry about whether or not we can get back to the rule of law. The rule of laws can be harsh sometimes, but it doesn't ask questions like, how do you feel? Which is why you have to be careful about the laws you pass. It's like when they passed the uh, COVID Relief Act, and then they somebody said, uh, you know, there's going to be a big hit to Medicare with this, don't you? Oops. Morons. It's the Snake River Lib. Enjoy your week. And we'll be talking back at you on Wednesday, unless something really big breaks between now and then.